Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 47, about our favorite small towns. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Christina. And I'm Tanya. This week's episode is sponsored by Tickets. Book, skip the line, and fast track tickets to museums, galleries, cruises, and theme parks, guided tours, and many other attractions. Many of our favorite Florida attractions are listed on tickets like Gatorland and the Florida Aquarium or choose family fun passes in Tampa, Orlando or Miami. Of course, you can also find attractions throughout the world. But how would you choose to go anywhere other than Florida? I wonder. I don't. I don't. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Visit FloridaTravelPod.com slash tickets and start searching today. Oh, yes. And I guess we should mention tickets is T-I-Q. E-T-S. But on the website, I put it how you would find it. Oh, you did. I did. Slash yeah. Tickets, it, the brand is T-I-Q-E-T-S, but on our website, just to make it easy so no one forgets, it's floridatravelpod.com uh, slash tickets. Regular yeah. tickets. So tickets um, has a Q in it. My husband always loves to, uh, if he says, how do you spell that? And I give him the spelling and he'll always say plus silent Q. Silent. Not in this case. It's a uh, it's a hard cue. It's actually a silent U. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, this week, we're going to talk about some of our favorite small towns. Small towns, I mean, we're talking, there's small towns everywhere, right? And they don't always require a full day or even an overnight trip, but they definitely require a spending visit some time. And some pictures. <laughs> a visit and some pictures, yes. And I even, one of these I found literally off the side of the road. And I'll accident, explain, right? <laughs> kind of by accident. I'll explain when we get there. But before we talk about small towns, I want to go into our Florida tip of the week. And it's all about packing cubes. Do you use packing cubes when you travel, Christina? Um, I use the concept of packing cubes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the concept of packing cubes, may I ask? Well, I mean, first you can explain what a packing cube is, and okay. then we'll apply my concept to that. Okay. Packing cubes are those square cubes that you can put your clothes in and I use ones that actually are compressible so they help squeeze out that air you know you add an extra little zipper in there and it helps keep your clothes even flatter to go into your suitcase I use them I've done it where I've packed by person uh, through the packing cubes, like each person in the family has a packing cube. Or I like your new philosophy. I've packed by day. Mm -hmm. I recently had a trip where we changed hotels every night and I wanted to be super organized. I wanted to plan out my outfits because I knew where we were going was going to require different types of clothing. And so I was very methodical with my planning on that. Uh, and so I used packing cubes by day so that I could just easily grab the next day's clothes. When I landed in the hotel, I could grab that cube and set it out for the next day. And can you put sunscreen in a packing cube? Yes, you can. I have packing cubes that have come with like cosmetic bags. Then don't forget your sunscreen. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, but what's your concept of packing cubes? It's to pack like that by I pack in small, whether it's a Ziploc bag or a bag of sorts. It's the same kind of concept where you're packing either by day or by like all of my bathing suits are in here. All of my shorts are in here. All of my t-shirts are in here. All my workout clothes. Right. Yeah, yeah, I did that too for another recent trip where I kept all the bathing suits and it's the, active the whole wear. Idea is the pack so that you're eliminating extra space. And 
so that you're organized because when especially when you're traveling with kids it can be a little bit difficult to you know know what's clean Mm -hmm. (laughs) so pack in the packing cubes for each day and then throw it into a laundry bag later yep all right, so let's dive into some small towns throughout the state of Florida. And you're going to want a pencil and paper. Oh, <laughs> if you're driving. No, don't do that. <laughs> or if you're out walking. <laughs> That's how I always listen to my podcasts. I drive or I walk. I don't listen to them with a notepad next to me. So go back and review the show notes later. Save this episode. Uh, I literally found Alachua off of I-75 as on a road trip where I saw this tiny little sign on the side of the highway. I can't believe I even saw it, but it said something about Florida's favorite small town or the best small town in Florida. I can't even remember what it said, but it said small town favorite Florida. So I went into Alachua. Okay. Is it Alachua or is it Alachua? Because I'm very familiar with that area. And I really think it's Alachua. Alachua. That's again, one of those native names. I don't know how to pronounce. I'm pretty sure it's Alachua, but either way, you say potato, I say potato. Alachua. Well, so it's A-L-A-C-H-U-A. That makes more sense. The way we pronounce some of these cities in Florida, Alachua sounds... Probably, probably closer yeah. and I've actually been there a being couple accurate of times. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I took the I took the exit off the highway and it was a mile to the downtown and it was this cute little walkable downtown it seemed to have a lot of local shops and restaurants which you know sometimes you see these downtowns and they there's are, not a whole lot there they're ghost they, towns yeah. <laughs> right this one had uh, adorable little shops they it's fun because when I was traveling this I know this episode is going to air in mid-December when I was traveling, it was Halloween. They had their whole street decorated with scarecrows. It looked like every business decided to do their own little decoration. I found Bunsen and Honeydew. I found Rick and Morty. It just, I found really cute decorations outside of every store. So I think that's what's great about small towns is that the locals really do band together to create this atmosphere of community. And so if you can discover one, it's a fun little off the beaten path kind of adventure. So I just, I walked around downtown. I found this alcove, this old brick, you know, seemingly centuries old area. And it was decorated for Halloween. As I was there exploring, someone was putting up lights. I can only imagine what it's going to be like for Christmas. Um, so I'm looking here at their website. You know, they have an Alan Hitchcock Theater Park. That's the alcove That's that the I picture. found. It yeah. is. That's the alcove I found. Oh, I just saw the picture. That's yeah. so neat. And so when I when I was there, they have this little archway that's made of vines. But when I was there, it was decorated for Halloween. So I had haystacks. And it's Alan Hitchcock Theater. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know if I, I'd have to look and see what the history of the park is, but obviously these small towns are here for a reason, whether they were a farming community or, you know, old rail railway destination, they are pieces of history that have been left behind in these old brick buildings, like in Alachua. And I just walked down the street and found some really cool homes and it has some uh, inns that you can stay in as well. They also have a skate park and a splash park. How very modern and hiking. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, 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 it's so modern. unexpected. 
Exactly. And that's, I think that was just it though. It's very unexpected. Yeah, that's really cool. And it was all because I saw a sign on the side of the road. See, there you go. Explore your state. Another sign I saw on the side of the road. This one was a big billboard sign, however, was for Madison, Florida. <laughs> and it's 55 miles east of Tallahassee. And Madison also said one of Florida's best small towns. So I don't know. They all think they're the best. Right. I don't know if Madison and Alachua need to battle it out. (laughs) Tell me what you found about Madison, Florida. So uh, it's so funny that this is the way they describe it. Because I was like, how can I be more specific in pinpointing it when it says it's self-described as 55 miles east of Tallahassee and 112 miles west of Jacksonville? <laughs> like, so when you get to Jacksonville, Smack in the just middle. go 112 miles west and you'll nail it. <laughs> right. I mean, this is this is our I-10 road trip, right? Yeah. So they have a, um, and this is one of those towns that's more like a just stop in, pop into a few stores take a few pictures and and move on your way but they have a um a little uh world war ii monument in there called um freedom uh for freedoms park okay um it's got a statue there that is um you know dedicated to the memorial which is you know i mean it's just a it's just a park there's nothing in it it's just the the monument but i just thought it was neat um they also have a Wardlow Smith Goza house. Ooh, tell me about this. So the, another historical thing. And here's the thing. Um, this house has been, has been around the block. It was used, <laughs> <laughs> it was used as a medical um, uh, facility. Yeah, it was a house, but hospital. It, yeah. So during war- like a makeshift hospital, a lot of those places were were war hospitals, right? Right. That's what it was. So in 1860, the home served as a temporary hospital for the Confederate Union. Oh, so this is a Civil War. Yeah. Home but, and, hospital. and we've talked about this before, but in Olusti, it was um, it was for the Union wo- wounded following the Battle of Olusti. Interesting. We've mentioned that battle before. Um, I, I think it's it was fun driving that area because there's a lot of counties and towns up there in the panhandle that are named for dead presidents and dead founders. You have yeah. Madison, you have Jefferson County, you and there's even Monticello up there we've mentioned on our road trip episode. I think there's also Washington County mm. in that area as well. So you really do. It's got a lot of history. It's been there for a while. They, and they do have a little bustling downtown. It's small. It's got gifts, shops, unique um, antique stores, and they have little restaurants. So it's a little trip. It's not one of those, you know, I don't know. They say the best the best one, but when you compare it to something like Alachua, who knows? But it's definitely one of those places that you just sort of have to stop in. Well, that's the point of this episode, right? We can't talk all day about some of these right big some ones. of these favorite areas. So we're just going to bring out some highlights, places to stop along the road on to your next destination. Now, I should have looked into this, but their downtown has a lot of homes that were are more than a hundred years old. And I, I would imagine. I sort of wonder I mean, if, if you're talking about that one place that was Civil War history, right? They the the the, uh, the Olusti the um uh what Wardlow Smith um, goes a house yeah um so I wonder if they have any chores there like old houses maybe because they're so you know that would be cool but that's just one of those neat historic ones pretty old Florida style I really liked Venice when I visited uh Venice is located in Sarasota County again this is one of those one street towns they had a really cute um what do you call those places where they serve ice cream and soda? Soda shop. <laughs> I just had.
had to say it out loud. I didn't write it down, obviously. <laughs> they had a really cute 1950s style soda shop. And again, they had some nice restaurants in the area and uh, shops that you can visit. Venice is not far from... Now, how do you say this beach, Christina? Kas- that one, I don't know. Kasperson? Kasperson? Kasperson. Is Kasperson. it Kasperson Beach? Kasperson Beach near Venice is known for finding shark's teeth. So tell me again where exactly is Venice? It's in Sarasota Sarasota. That County. makes sense because... So it's not far from Sarasota. It's not far from Siesta Key. So if you're visiting those areas... Take a couple hours, go to Venice, go to Casperson Beach, look for some shark's teeth, come back and have an old-fashioned ice cream soda. Yeah, shark's teeth are known in that area. Exactly, which so is why I wanted to pull I that. That's why I because I'm like, I feel like that's that southwest section. Well, not all the way south. but Right. It's not far from Sarasota right. area and, and Siesta Key area, which I love that whole area to begin with. Moving on to um, a, a good old time favorite of ours, Mount Dora. Yes. You can't come to Central Florida without stopping in Mount Dora. This place has made small town, I mean, they basically are are a definition of small town. They have (laughs) blocks and blocks of shops and restaurants and sweet treats and antiquing and handmade goods. And they even have a a dog um, shop there where they do the handmade treats and all their little uh, accessory, dog accessories and stuff. That should be a place where we invite our guest from our pet friendly episode that we just did. Yeah, we should have her come to Mount Dora with us. I, well, you mentioned antiques. I think that's kind of almost a staple in some of these small towns oh, too, 100%. right? Because they have this old history. A lot of these small towns have been there forever. A lot of them have great antique sh- antique shops. Too. Yeah, they do. Um, so when we we used Amazing Co. And went through Mount Dora following their clues. And we discovered things about Mount Dora that there was there were some things that n- neither one of us knew. They had this cute little, what was the name of that um, place where we had the uh, eggs, the... Oh my gosh, the quiches? Yes, thank you. (laughs) There was this little restaurant that they, it was like, they just sat in the back and made the food for you themselves. And like, they're like, not that they don't cook in a restaurant, but it was like this little, you know, hole in the wall store or restaurant. What might appear as a hole in the wall, but it wasn't a okay, hole in the wall. Well, I, that's a description and it's legit description. I know, but I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. No, no. It was just super eclectic looking and it had really there neat decorations. Go. and Small. This place is... Small in a small town. Yeah. I mean, Mount Dora is just full of things you would never expect. It's adorable. It is. And, and we just love it there. And it is... Oh, they've got that recreation center in the middle of town. Mount Dora is definitely good as a stopover if you're in the Orlando area. You can stay there. Even if you're at Disney, it's worth a trip to drive to Mount Dora. Stay it's, in the bed and breakfast. You could stay a night there for sure. You can do a sunset cruise. I can go on and on. Okay. I'll stop though. Then, then then that doesn't fit the description of small oh, town. Oh, I think Larry's telling me to hush up. And I think he's telling you to move on. <laughs> Cedar Key. You were just there. I was. We did the Cedar Key Seafood Festival and that place had more booths. I have not. (laughs) It was huge. It was like Mount Dora size, um, full of booths with um, local vendors and stuff at the Seafood Festival. But I was so shocked. 
about how cute this town was. It was it's like a, this little seaside town. It's on an island, say, sort of like. Well, that's a key. That's yeah. what key is. And it's not means in the island. keys, right. which my husband mistakenly thought we were driving to the keys. Oh my gosh, for the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's a little hard to find on the map. It's very small. It's secluded. It's the kind of place that you only find when you're actually looking for it. You wouldn't just stumble upon Cedar Key by driving through the state of Florida. Um, it's located three hours west of Jacksonville and three hours north of Tampa. Again, why is that how they're describing themselves? Okay, well, what I love is that the description you found for Madison was miles, but yeah, in Cedar it's Key hours. is hours. Correct. So, you know, I, this is a question then I want from our listeners. Do you measure distance by time or by miles? <laughs> I know, it's funny. Um, Actually, and then it says... It's found on the Gulf of Mexico, 50 miles <laughs> southwest of Gainesville, Maybe Florida. Maybe because that's less than an hour. <laughs> yes, this is true. I mean, this is, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed being in this little town. Um, they, it's right on the Gulf of Mexico. So you can do a, a nice sunset dinner on, on a second story restaurant up there. You can go through the shops. You can, there's a little playground there. You can get some kayaks. You can go out on the water. It was worth the trip for the festival. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. So since you corrected me on... Alachua? Mm hmm How do you pronounce the next town you have on our list? I call it Micanopy. Okay. I've heard Micanopy. Um, it's not my canopy. It's definitely I know not that. my canopy. I've not ever heard that, but I... It looks like it because it's M-I-C-A-N-O-P-Y. Micanopy. Micanopy. Okay. Micanopy uh, is just outside of the Gainesville area as well, not too far from Alachua. And here's where you can find Payne's Prairie Preserve State Park. Do you remember what was special about Payne's Prairie Preserve? It's a lot of P's in that yeah, sentence. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you say it, I probably will remember. This is the state park that has buffalo. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> this is... So weird. <laughs> it is such a, you know, like it's, we talked about this in our state parks episode. You don't have to go across the country to see some amazing sites. Everything is here in Florida. So mm -hmm. just stay put. Um, or come visit us here and, and get your whole uh, experience in one state. Uh, Payne's Prairie State Park uh, is not far from Micanope. Micanope. I, I, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then you also have in Micanope, you have oak tree lined streets. I love this place that you found the Mosswood Farm Store and Bakehouse. Tell mm -hmm. me about this place. So adorable. It looks like, oh, I don't know, like you went into the backwoods of Florida um, I think that's, you know, right in that area, like you said, the oak tree lined streets, and then you have these tree lined, um, you know, these, I love that it's called Mosswood too. Yeah. They, like, look at this. They have on their website, there's a picture of this little pavilion, miniature pavilion with like this pizza stone oven oh, fired yum. pizza oven thing. They've got flames going. So I'm guessing they, they put their food in there, but um it is so they have they do have products there. Um, it's Deep South Folk School. Okay, but they have a menu there. There, you know, they've got regular food to eat there um, with desserts, and they've got things you can order to take home. Um, and they're online as well. But it's it's a bakehouse. It's exactly what it sounds like. So, um, what other products do they've got? They've got. Um, <laughs> Some mark composting toilets. 
How about that? Okay. Garden composter. I mean. Interesting. Mosswood farm store, which makes sense. And bakehouse. There you go. So get all your farm needs and some of your baked good needs too. And if you're in Mikanopi, you could stay at the Herlong Mansion Bed and Breakfast. I love that you found this. It's located on the National Register of Historic Places. And it is, what this says also is that Mikanopi is Florida's oldest inland community. So this is obviously one of those big agricultural farming areas in this mansion was built in 1845 and now it has generous breakfast served every morning so it's a bed and breakfast yeah I did say it was bed and breakfast but it's a great place for a quiet weekend getaway out in the country Mm -hmm. Christina you know I get asked all the time how you can support our podcast why well you know it takes a lot of time and effort to do the research to travel try out new things to bring all of this information to our listeners we also have to put it all together once we've recorded yes we do we have to write the show notes and upload everything it takes time it takes work but it's it is work that we enjoy yes it I means this is part of our career right exactly however you can support us by supporting us on patreon Yes, Patreon is a way for you to become sort of a part of what we do. And and you can even have a a name when you support us on Patreon. You can have a name? What kind of name do you get? We have the Florida Tourist, which is someone who supports us at the level where you get a shout out on our episode, on a future episode. That's cool. You have the Snowbird. With the Snowbird, you get the shout out, but you also get exclusive Florida Travel Pod sticker and a postcard. Oh, how fun. And I love that we we called it snowbird. Yeah, snowbirds, <laughs> they, they come over here during wintertime and take over our state. And now we have the Florida man. Of course He's we do. the true at heart Florida soul and they get the shout out, the sticker, but they also get a travel mug once they've been with us for three months. Nice. Yep, it's a fantastic way to support us and say, hey, we'd like for you guys to get an income for what you're doing. Absolutely. It really is. It helps creators all over the world support their business. And you helping us supports our business really does mean the world to us. You can go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. And Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So Safety Harbor, um, I'm very familiar with Safety Harbor. I grew up not too far from there. I have been to Safety Harbor, too. This is a perfect type of small town place to list. But also, um, it's, got, it's, it's got a little bit of everything. Um, that's a great quaint town for bed and breakfasts. There's a lot of them there. Um, it's close to Clearwater Beach, which gives you, you know, you can turn it from a beach vacation or you can make it a resort and spa location. Ooh, Did tell you ever, me more. Have you ever gone there? I have. Well, OK, I've been to Safety Harbor, but I went there um, for other reasons. So I, you have to tell me about the um, you have to tell me about the spas and then I'll tell you why I went to Safety Harbor. Well, I'm, I've been to the resort and spa one time for um, it was my sister-in-law's. That was her bridal uh, shower was held. At, it was held there and we did like spa treatments all day. Um, and it's, you know, it, it they have a place to stay. So it's lodging as well. But it's a, a full on full service resort and spa um, that I thought it's just neat. It's a it's neat for the area. It's very well known and popular place. Um, 
And then they, you know, you can just go for the day and make a day spa out of it and then head over to the beach for a nice dinner and a sunset. Okay. Well, let me tell you why I went to Safety Harbor. I went to Safety Harbor to find Whimsy Land. And Whimsy <laughs> Land is affectionately known as the bowling ball house, but it is so much more than this. Have you been to Whimsy Land? Nope. Okay. It is tucked away. You definitely have to put it into your GPS. It's tucked away into this neighborhood. But this house, it started with that they took bowling balls and painted them and decorated them and put them around their yard. And then it got to be more trinkets and statues that went throughout the yard. Then it turned into mosaics. And this house is decked out in colorful mosaics. I mean, it's every color of the rainbow. You can uh, literally walk the grounds of the house. They welcome visitors. They have an arbor area where you can sit and enjoy all of the art around you. And because of this house, they even came and uh, they even created, I think they're the ones that founded the Safety Harbor Art Society in the area just to encourage more artists to do fun things like deck out your house in mosaics. We talked about whimsy land on our, uh, was it off the beaten path? Sure. I think it was off. The <laughs> I'll have to look it up. I don't know. How many episodes are we in, Christina? I've lost track now. 500. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> 47. 47. I can look at the show notes and see 47. But I, I know we talked about Safety Harbor and we talked about Whimsyland before. It is such a fun place. I'm trying to find, I'm going to keep looking for this place. There is also um, a place where you could walk amongst Greek statues in that area. Uh, I know I had it in my Road Trippers app at one point and I will I will find it before we're done. Um. Philippe Park is there. Um, it, this is a, a Native American um, temple mound is there. It was built by Native Americans known as the Tocobaga. Tocobaga Tocobaga is probably more sure. correct. Yeah. They have picnic shelters, a boat ramp. You can do fishing with a license there. There's two playgrounds. Um, and then uh, you can visit the historic Indian mound that's there. It's actually like set up to be a s- very secluded little place for you to visit cool it's got a one mile walk along the water um just a neat little place there in safety harbor fun yeah i i think safety harbor is another good place to uh another good place to check out Mm -hmm. i just feel we always have to bring in the history right yeah (laughs) i mean hey why not you also found man well, we talked about mandarin before we did and why why should we stop in mandarin um, do you, that's the home of Harriet Beecher Stowe. Duh. Oh, okay. For sure. Then, <laughs> um, there's a lot of history and culture in Mandarin. Um, there, I found this place when we looked at it last time, the Clark's fish camp dining tradition in Mandarin. You kind of have to go to Clark's fish camp and you have to see it to believe it. It's like, Oh, it's, I remember talking about this now. Yeah. It's on the water there. Um, total old Florida, fish house to eat at um just really classic uh you know it's a fish camp I mean it's just (laughs) turned into a restaurant they've got everything you can imagine when it comes to a fish house um they do special events there as well but um it's just a place that brings me to think of you know old Florida you have to look up the pictures to to really get the the visual of Clark's fish camp um, and Mandarin is just a small town, nothing spectacular that's, you know, but just a neat little stop through place. 
Got it. I found where I was thinking of back to Safety Harbor. There was a place called Kapuk Tree Inn. K-Pok. K-Pok. Oh my gosh, that place was my childhood fancy night out with my family restaurant. <laughs> K-Pok Tree was owned by someone I know, and we went there like once a month at best. We were oh, like, no oh, we're kidding. Go- we're going okay. to K-Pok Tree, and I would get in this big fancy glass with some frozen drink in it. And oh my gosh, that's. So nostalgic, the K-pop tree. They have, what I, why I mention this is because they have this garden that is full of Greek statues. I remember that. Makes for a really good photo. We have those photos. Okay, that is what I was thinking of when I was talking about K-pop. I'm glad you corrected me and found that. But that's not far from Safety Harbor either. Yeah, it was no, made it's such not. a great photo opportunity. And you can just walk in the gardens. You don't even have to. Um, no, you don't. But it was just fun. The K-pop tree restaurant. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so we talked about Christmas Florida in a different episode. And you were like, it's got the place with the post office. Which, <laughs> yep. hysterically enough, is pretty much all you read about. Um, it's a strip of highway, um, uh, or strip of Highway 50 east of Orlando. And it has an overly large post office where it's got local um, themed, uh, lo- local attempts for a Christmas theme. So they've got pennants hanging in the post office and on the telephone poles. There's, um, you can send your letters to the North Pole from there and it says it's from Christmas, Aww. Florida. Yeah. Um, there's a Christmas trailer park. Um, the perennials fully decorated Christmas tree. So like right in the middle of town, religious grottos. Um, and there's a small, scary Christmas museum. Oh, <laughs> A small, scary Christmas. Yeah. Well, but thank you. I like, don't feel um, like that goes together. Nightmare Before Christmas. Maybe? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So you can you can make appointments to go visit that place. It's an un- unincorporated town. Um, it was named for Fort Christmas in 1837, and the post office has long provided the Christmas postmarking on letters, and there's one little oddity in that town. Okay. <laughs> Someone put up a building shaped like an alligator. <gasps> I've seen pictures of that place. You have. It's in Christmas, Florida. I did not put together that that was in Christmas. How fun is that? So if you want to see a town decorated for Christmas with even a scary Christmas place and an alligator-shaped building, you need to head to Christmas, Florida on 50 east of Orlando. Okay. I'm there. And drop off your letter to Santa. And mail my Christmas cards so people know that, you know, my Christmas cards came from Christmas. There you go. Uh, one of my favorite places in the Keys is Isla Morada. And I listed this as a small town because a lot of people either start at the beginning of the Keys or the end of the Keys. Isla Morada is right in the middle. It is definitely known um, a lot for their sport fishing. So it's a great place to do that. We have stayed there a couple of times. It does have that small town feel to it. It is a great way to experience the Keys without going <coughs> You know, without starting at the beginning or at the end where a lot more people would be. I think Isla Morada is perfect mid-keys destination. You get all of that keys feel. My favorite thing, though, of course, in Isla Morada is eating at any of the restaurants with their amazing restaurant or amazing seaside views and some of the freshest seafood I've ever had. Um, have you been to Isla Morada? No, I have not. Okay. There is a place and I'm looking to see, cause I know sometimes, you know, we get hurricanes and they damage things and sometimes they don't all come, always come back. But my favorite place was Lorelei's 
in Isla Mirada, and they had a giant mermaid out front. And that is where I have some beautiful sunset pictures. You've talked about sunset pictures before. Um, am I going to get to say now you're not allowed to take any more sunset pictures? No, because that's that is nope. That's not it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not sure if the giant mermaid is still out there, but just seaside dining at its best. Yeah, well, it's in the keys, of course. Um, what, uh, what do we have next? Winter Park. Winter Park. Oh, we love Winter Park. This was actually a recommendation from one of our listeners. And I think that, um, Winter Park, our producer is telling us it's not a small town. It is a small town. I think it is a small town because it's, it's, it's really like, only one street it's long. It's like a, it's like a, uh, out, outlying <laughs> town from Orlando. So it's just a small section of Orlando. But it is a town because, it is a town. you know, it, it was something that was there actually even before a lot of Orlando was. And there's tons of little shops and restaurants and it's it's more like a high class upper scale oh they give do me the words they do they have um they they definitely have the high-end shops mm-hmm. in winter park but i think winter park is is a fun place to visit there's eat, theater dine my kids love the candy shop there have you been into their candy store i haven't strolled winter park in some time but i've been there so oh, much they have i, I mean they must have a hundred different flavors of soda and thousands of different types of candy nice it's so much fun i mean if you're if you're going for high-end shops definitely go to winter park that's about as high end as it gets around here but if you want something really fun go to winter park so um we definitely could probably go on and on (laughs) apparently we can (laughs) for uh our small towns however um christina what uh what places would you like to visit Okay, I've got to go to that Clark's Fish Camp in Mandarin. Okay. I, I really would. I just got to go there because now we've done it twice. <laughs> um, I want to go back to Cedar Key and explore a little more when there's not a festival going on because it was just so beautiful and refreshing. And I want to get in, the, in one of those kayaks. And Safety Harbor. Safety Harbor. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I am... I want to head back to Isla Mirada. It's been a long time since I've been there. Mine are all going to be beaches. I want to go to Venice and Cedar Key as well. Cedar Key is amazing. I think these small seaside towns are perfect. Now it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. Each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week's featured product is A-Frame Sauce Company. You, you, I'm waiting you, for my, okay. it won't open. You <laughs> took you a big deep breath, so I thought you were going. No, <laughs> yours is open. All right, so A-Frame Sauce Company. I love this because uh, right on their page, right on their about page, it says, <laughs> we were tired, tired of the same old ketchup-based sauces. <laughs> yeah, we like sauces. <laughs> they are doing um, pepper-based sauces uh, out of their backyard in St. Augustine, Florida. I think they're probably gone bigger now than yeah, just out are. of their backyard. <laughs> But A-frame sauce, we're talking, what are we talking? We're talking hot sauce, flavor. Datil pepper. Datil pepper sauces. Or strictly organic soil. Um, 
not in the sauce, grown, no, grown in, in organic the pepper soil. Is, the pepper plants are grown in bla- um, black sea kelp and worm castings. Uh, these are, I mean, these come in um, different types of sauces. You can buy them right online. They, I like the three-pack gift set that they have. There's hot sauce, pepper sauce, and barbecue sauce. And there's recipes on their website. Oh, I love that. That's great. A great way to know how to use their sauces, right? And they have gift pack sets. I just said that. Oh, I'm sorry. If you were listening. I was thinking. (laughs) Hush. Yes, ma'am. A-Frame Sauce Company. You can find them at aframesauce.com and we'll link to them in our show notes. Stay tuned to find out what's next for the Florida Travel Pod. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod or floridatravelpod.com, where we are sharing all of our recent travels, pictures, and experiences. And this is also the best place for you to share something maybe we missed or didn't talk about or a picture you have that you want to share, especially if they're good sunset pictures for Tanya. <laughs> There's so many small towns to talk about. I'm sure we could have a whole nother episode. Yeah, just do you on know a small, small town that we haven't mentioned? Please let us know. Goodness, Florida's a big state. <laughs> There's a lot to maybe cover. Maybe we can have you on as a guest to talk about Ooh, it. Oh, I like that idea. You can support the Florida travel pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player this helps others discover our content and if you enjoy our content you can consider supporting us on patreon just for a couple of dollars a month you can go to patreon.com slash florida travel pod to support us and we'll support you we'll give you a shout out on the on the podcast or we'll send you some postcards or stickers it, it goes both ways. You support us, we'll support you. But either way, it allows us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the Sunshine State. Where are we going next week? Next week, we are going to take a break. We are taking a break for the holidays. <laughs> Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2022. That's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Christina, how do you go about making all your campground reservations? Well, I used to have to go and like search a location and campgrounds in this area and sort of filter through and go campground to campground. But that sounds really time consuming. <laughs> it wasn't. It was it was like you have to go place to place. So it's website to website. And then I found I found Camp Spot. Oh, Camp Spot. I love Camp Spot. Yeah, Camp Spot basically filters everything out that you want in a campground and gives you all of your options right there. It's kind of like a booking engine just for campgrounds, right? Right, exactly. They communicate directly with the campground. There's no need to call. I imagine you had to call campgrounds too. A lot past. of a lot of them do. They don't they don't offer you anything online. So in this place, you can pick the place. It's an instant book. And And they guarantee you're always going to get the best price. Yeah, it filters everything out for you, and it also finds you the best price. Plus, you can find campgrounds that are big, small, RV parks, glamping, and more. You can visit floridatravelpod.com slash campspot to learn our favorite locations.